0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة الا بالله الذي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صل الله على سيدنا ونبينا ابي القاسم المصطفى محمد وعلى اله الطيبين الطاهرين لاسي ما الله في الارضين اجل الله تعالى فرجه الشريف Allahumma Akhrejni Mindolomat Elva, Akhrebni Benur Alfa, Allahummaftah Alayna Ababar rahmatik, Mansur Alayna Khazar, and Aulum Mekrah Matek Ayar Hamar Rahim. Sure. Alhamdulillah, so far we have discussed different issues about Hekmah. First, we clarified the meaning of Hekmah. Based on the Quran and Hadith and uh, the books on Arabic language. Then we talked about rationality and about being uh, far sighted. Inshallah, tonight we want to talk about niyah intention. A very important aspect of wisdom is to have proper intention. Intention not only is needed in order to have value. If we don't have intention or if we have bad intention, our action has no value. But indeed, intention is a key also for success. So good intention and bad intention are not just like conditions. For the action being accepted or rejected, being rewarded or not rewarded. Yes, this is part of it. But actually, good intention makes big difference even in the ability of action to reach its targeted aim. It's very important imagine every action to be like uh, an arrow that you shoot why do you shoot an arrow to hit the target okay so sometimes we think that okay if i hit the target and have good intention i get reward but if i don't hit the target even if I don't uh, have bad intention, it's useless. And if I hit the target and I have bad intention, intention, it is also useless or maybe even sometimes I'm going to be blamed why you were showing off. But this is not the whole picture. The whole picture is that when you have good intention First of all, you would better understand that, do you need to shoot at arrow at this target or maybe there is another one, which is more important. Everyone is clapping for you, you know, to shoot here. But you say, no, I don't want to shoot here or I don't want to shoot at all this arrow. Secondly, when you have good intention, there is a way that even your action would be guided by Allah because of your intention. Once I told you this in one of the classes, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah al-Salihat." Sayyahdihim a'malahum. Surah Muhammad. Surah Muhammad or Surah Qatal. Uh, those who have Iman and righteous deed, Allah guides their action. Or, for example, uh, with respect to the kuffar, says, Their actions will be misguided. I'm not saying word by word, but the concept is there for those who have uh, no iman and amal asad means the action can be guided or misguided not only people everything that you do is like an arrow (coughs) that can be guided before the arrow is shoot and even after you shoot even sometimes i think it's possible that people with bad intention make very good planning and use very good means but Allah misguides their actions, they would not be successful. Awalla. and sometimes pious people after of course careful planning, not to be careless, but after careful planning and using good means maybe they make mistakes in their decisions but allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may come and help them by leading that action into good result so sometimes maybe someone's mistake actually end with a good result and maybe someone's good action ends with bad result. So, intention is very very important in deciding what to do, in prioritizing, and even in the success or failure. So, tonight I thought we talk more about intention, inshallah. Uh, There are many verses of the Quran about intention, but uh, the one that I thought we should start with is in Surah 7, in Surah 7, verse 46. قُلْ إِنَّمَا أَعِذُكُمْ and أَن تَقُومُ لِلَّهِ wa وَفُرَادٍ This verse is very, very important to the extent that if you want to give someone just one mou'izzah, just one advice, you can give this. This is what Allah is teaching the Prophet. So the best advice is the advice that Allah says to the Prophet to give to people. Tell... I only give you one advice, one ma'aridah, one preaching, and taghumu <laughs> lillah to stand up for the sake of Allah. This is the Seven sum is, what, 47? forty-six. Forty-seven is ulmas al-tukum min ajran and taqoomu lillah to stand up to uprise for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to uprise is a kind of uh, metaphoric maybe expression a kind of symbolic because it's not that you physically stand up it's a matter of you decide to do something and are not relaxed because normally when you are relaxed you sit yeah you see sometimes even you are not going to do anything but there is an exciting news you cannot sit anymore you have to uh, stand up or sometimes when you are talking for example over a phone with someone you know when the conversation is serious you cannot sit you uh, stand up and walk because. It seems <laughs> sitting is a kind of being relaxed. So Quran uses then qiyam and qu'ud for those who are relaxed and indifferent. We Say they are قاعدين. Yeah, Those who sit. Fadhalallahu mujahideen ala qa'idin. Ajran Mujahideen are those who stand up and work hard Qa'idin are those who sit and relax. They wait for other people to fix things. And they say, you know, when you finish, we come and sit with you. Izhab anta wa faqatila, huna qa'idun. Musa, you and your Lord go and fight. When you win, Then we come and join Right now, we sit here. When you win, then we come and sit there. So this is their philosophy. But Qiyam Lillah means that you believe the condition is not something that you can tolerate and you have responsibility to change. But why you want to stand up? Why you want to uprise? Why you want to do something? is this for big things or even for something that i personally should do Aya says even for something that you personally should do it should be it can be something that you do in pairs in two people or individually you do something for your risk you work alone for example something for tarbi of your children something like i don't know doing some charity work maybe you are alone maybe you are with other people you should always make sure that your niya is for the sake of allah Subhanahu. so first don't sit and relax stand up but for the sake of allah of course when you stand up it doesn't mean that you must necessarily quickly do something no stand up maybe you stand up and watch what is happening yeah sometimes you are not indifferent but it doesn't mean that you have to do something you have to be sometimes waiting for right time for right Respond. So, "Antaqumu Masna wa The late Imam Khomeini used to recite this verse a lot and uh, mention this in some of his letters, or says this in his speech. Another verse that you are all familiar is in Surat Dahr al about Ahlul Bayt. إِنَّمَا نُطْعِمُكُمْ لِوَجْهِ اللَّهِ لَا نُرِيدُ مِنْكُمْ جَزَاءً وَلَا Again, this is about Niyya. Why we feed you? For the sake of pleasure of Allah. We are seeking face of God. وَجْهُ اللَّهِ We don't expect from you. We don't want from you. jaza'an, وَلَا shukura we don't expect any return even any gratitude of course the other party has to show gratitude but we don't expect one of the signs of people who have sincerity is that they don't expect praise they don't stop because they are blamed and they don't expect Praise those who are not sincere, as we have in some hadith about munafiq. For example, when they are watched, they get energy. And some people are adverse. Some people are, you know, watching me. They know what I am doing because they are working for pleasing people. There are also some other verses in the Quran that talk about sincerity, and one of them is the sincerity of the heart which is very much connected to sincerity of intention and in inshallah a few minutes we come to this verse about qalb sali but i thought in order to familiarize ourselves with some of the uh, Good text, maybe from this point we refer to Misbahu Sharia. And you have been given the handout of the English translation. The Lantern of the Path is the translation of Misbahu Sharia. There is a kind of discussion among scholars. Is it by Imam Sadiq? Salam? For example, uh, Shahid Sani Rahmatullah alayhi, seems that he believed that this is by Imam Sadiq. Salam. There is another this uh, idea that maybe this was not written or dictated by Imam Sadi directly, but maybe a Shia who was familiar with the ideas of Imam Sadiq and the way Imam Sadiq was teaching he has put them together. In any case this is something that is originating from teachings of Ahlul Bayt and I don't want to say from cover to cover everything is uh, hadith or everything is authentic or everything is Something that we must accept But there are lots of good things that we can accept. even for b- Books like Al-Kafi, you know, we don't say from cover to cover. We must accept. Yes If there is uh, Sanad we should check the chain of narration plus we compare it with other things, but it is a respected reference okay and great ulama like Sh- Shahid sani have paid attention to this please check this also one of our contemporary scholars ayatollah mustafavi has also made a, a translation and brief commentary on Misbah Al-Shariah. So now you have the part on intention, yes? So it says in the version which is translated by Ayatollah Mustafabi, although he himself didn't believe that it is directly, you know, composed by Maw but it says, Qala Sadiq alayhi salam. Sahibul Qalbis salim. In English translation, you have the person who has a sincere intention. Did you find it? Yes. So, The the person who has a sincere intention is the one who has Qalb Salim. In uh, my recent trip to Canada, uh, I had a discussion about this issue, and I put it in this way. I said, First, maybe you don't have Qalb Salim at the beginning, Yeah, if you have Qalb Salim, naturally all intentions become good, Yeah, because from a good, pure, healthy heart, nothing bad comes. But many times we don't have Qalb Salim at the beginning. A very important way for purifying your heart and removing disease of heart is good intention any good intention even if it is not carried out as action has positive impact on your heart (coughs) Whenever you make a good intention, it is like putting some water on a dry land. It makes it softer, and if this continues, something can grow and become a good garden. Even positive thoughts are good. They can help. Just think about positive things, for example, about blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Maybe you have not formed any intention for doing something, but positive thoughts. This is also very helpful. So, if you have good intention, then this good intention, little by little, will transform your heart. And your heart little by little becomes pure this is in addition to the reward that you get in addition to the outcomes of the action that is in a sense secondary the very first impact is on yourself if you have good intention the first beneficiary is yourself for example you have intention of Helping someone, even before you help that person, you are benefiting from this good intention. Makes you more human, makes you more freed from ego and selfishness, which are the main roots of disease of the heart. So the person who has a sincere intention is the one who has a sound heart. As I said, not in the sense that at the beginning you would necessarily have a sound heart but it means that this would lead to that and if you have sound or pure heart, intention definitely would be good. Because a sound heart free from thoughts about forbidden things comes from making your intention purely for Allah in all matters. So if you make your intention pure for everything, then your heart becomes pure. Ibrahim as you know, made dua he said rabbella tohzeni yo mayo baathun yo malayan fa'umalun wallah banun illa man atallah be alben salim oh allah please do not disgrace me do not leave me without help on the day of resurrection the day neither money nor children benefit except those who come with pure or sound or healthy heart. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala actually confirms that this dua was answered because in another place says, جَا سَلِيمٍ What is Salim If you remember, we had this in uh, some of the lectures that Al-Qalb Salim, saleem is hadith from Imam Sadiq As-Salaam Yalqa Rabbahu Wa Laysa Ahadun Sawa qalb is Qalb Khalis, pure al Yalqa Rabbahu, the one that meets his Lord while there is nothing else No one else in that heart laysa sewa, No one else, but also nothing else It's Allah and under Allah other things Then he quotes in masbah sharia this hadith from Prophet Muhammad wasallam. I don't want to discuss a lot about intention. Uh, we had it in Akhlaq series. I'm just trying to m- highlight those aspects that help us in action, especially social action, political action, uh, you know, this type of things. Niyyatul khayrun Intention of mu'min is better than his action. We have actually hadith about this. Because our time is very limited, uh, I leave you to you to go and discuss. In Muntakhabu Mizan al-Hikmah also there is hadith about this. Ulama have discussed a lot about this. A very simple explanation is this, that movement for action might not be open-handed. For example, you need means, maybe you don't have means, you need help, maybe you don't have help, yeah? For example, there are many people who are poor, you want to help them, you don't have money, you don't have food. Or you have money but you don't know how to distribute because you are alone. Or maybe sometimes they don't let you to do something. For action, we face lots of limitations, lots of obstacles. But what about intention? What limits you in your intention? Pardon? I'm yeah externally there is no limit what limits people's intention is internal problem yeah for example i only want to help my family why If you say, my money does not allow me to help other people, okay, this is about action. But why you're in your heart, you want to only help your family? In your heart, you must try to have the intention of helping all people, even helping animals. The only thing that limits your intention is the limit of the size of your heart. If you have a large heart, there is no limit for your intention. This is by itself a very important discussion, and I don't want to enter that discussion. We had it uh, in some places in Akhla, and also recently we had it in uh, followership in Istanbul. The second meaning of Niyatul Mu'min Khairul Men Amaleh is this that action of Mu'min is more l- exposed. Most of our actions are seen by people. Therefore the chance of Riyadh getting into it, it's more. Most of actions, I'm not saying all actions, some actions maybe are done in private or some actions like fasting maybe uh, they're not seen by people but most of actions are exposed intention is very private even two people who live together may not know what is the intention of each other so it is more uh, secure when it comes to uh, impurities and lack of sincerity another aspect of this or the third aspect is that movement is We can say, uh, maybe sometimes making mistakes in action. You know, to be able to choose the best action and the best manners and the best means is not easy. We can be somehow forgiven if we make mistakes in our actions. If, of course, you have done everything properly, you know, it was something that you had knowledge about it, you inquired, you consulted, you know, you did everything which is rationally necessary, but still you make mistake. It can be forgiven. Because we cannot be guaranteed that we don't make mistakes. But what about intention? Intention can be always good. You don't need to be assumed to have good intention. If you want to make no mistakes in actions, you have to be aware of everything in the world. You have to have unlimited knowledge so that you don't make any mistakes in actions. But for intention, you don't need to be ma'sum or to be all knowledgeable. There are many people that they have always good intention, although maybe they make mistakes. So, Niyatul Khairun Men Another hadith is Rasulullah said, there is a, a version of this hadith which says Rasulullah said ya ayyuhan nas a'malu wa innama li ma O people actions are only based on intentions or are judged according to intentions. Ben-niyat you can say are based on intention or are judged by intention. You cannot say what's the value of action unless you know the intention and therefore it is almost impossible for us to understand value of actions. Maybe sometimes we know that some actions have no value but to understand good actions and say you know this is definitely a good action do you know the intention of this person you don't know for us it's very difficult to judge and every person has only what he or she has intended what you get is based on your intention if you don't have intention at all unconsciously you do something you do it as a robot you don't get anything or if you have bad intention again you don't get any reward if maybe actually you lose then Rasulullah says something very important. Imagine someone migrates from Mecca to Medina. Not today. <laughs> today both of them are holy places. Yeah, But Mecca in the time of Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was a place that Was inhabited by the pagans. Yeah, this was a place of shirk, place of kufr, a place of Jahiliya, unfortunately. Although the holy Kaaba was there. But the Holy Kaaba does not make the place sacred if people around it are not good people. And this is why Quran says. If Rasulullah is there, then Allah sewers by this land. But if that land is inhabited by bad people, then uh, it's not that important. Okay? So, Mecca of that time, Medina of that time, what is Medina of that time? Madina to Rasul it's a place for Iman a place that Muminin have left everything behind in order to go there and keep their Iman they lost their home they lost their hometown that they were attached to Makkah their money only they just maybe took with themselves few items and left everything behind medina is a place of people who have chosen their faith over dunya okay but rasulullah is saying that even when we have such a big contrast between mecca and medina we cannot say whoever goes from mecca to medina is doing good thing we cannot say everything who goes from Mecca to Medina is muhajir. Man hijratuhu wa The one who goes from Mecca to Medina is not enough. The one in his journey from Mecca to Medina is migrating to Allah and the Prophet. Maybe at that time a mu'min is sent from Medina to Mecca, to, for example, see what the kuffar doing. This person can be muhajir, although he's going the opposite direction <laughs> geographically. Because the main thing is hijra ilallahi wa So, if he is really migrating to the Prophet and Messenger, means. He wants to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he wants to be nearer to the Prophet and benefit from the teaching of the Prophet. But if someone migrates in order to reach dunya he feels that he would make more money or he would save his money if he moves to this place. Or he wants to get married to someone. And his niyyah for marriage is not that I don't find a mu'minah here, I go to another place to marry a mu'minah. No. It's not a matter of iman. Because if you you know travel for the sake of marrying a mu'minah that's also hijrah. but just there are many of them in your city none of them has iman you go towards someone that you have more you know personal feeling it's just a matter of uh, uh, desire not anything uh, spiritual in it fa so he's uh, is towards that woman or towards dunya so this is one version of this hadith which shows that niya is very important in misbah sharia we have only this much al then fala lil 'abd min khalis فِي كُلَّ حركة والسكون. So servant of Allah in every action or even sukun even in not doing anything in motion or in being still and you know not having motion in everything must have pure intention. Why? Because if you don't have pure intention, either because you don't have intention at all, or you have forgotten to purify your intention, then you are ghafir, you are heedless. Our problem is, I am talking about normal Mu'mineen. Normal Mu'mineen, their problem is that I think most of the time they have no intention. And sometimes they have bad intention. Rarely they have sincere intention. But most of the time our problem is not that we have bad intention. Most of the time we don't have intention. We do things without seeking the face of God in what we do. We do it as a worldly thing, as a habit. To be able to say like Ibrahim. إِنَّ salati wa nusuki wa لِلَّهِ wa mamati rabbil is not easy. You know, if from the time we wake up in the morning till we go to bed, if we really uh, start, you know, evaluating and giving a mark to ourselves, uh, how many hours or minutes you think? We are doing things for the sake of Allah. Maybe times of prayer, even our prayers, you know, sometimes we are not sure it's sincere or not. But maybe prayer, maybe wuju. Uh, maybe, for example, I don't know if we take some lesson or teach something. Maybe, for example, if I give sadaqah, which takes one minute, two minutes, for example. But most of the day we live for ourselves, even if we don't have bad intention, but it's just living for ourselves. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has described those who are heedless in this way. Inhum illa kal an'am, bal hum and then in Misbah sharia says, Ulaika humul ghafilun. These people that are likened to animals and indeed they are more misguided than animals because animals we don't expect from them anything. Yeah? These human beings who are like animals or worse are ghafilun because they don't have intention you know uh, if i want to give you an example without intention or without pure intention whether we don't have intention at all or we don't have sincere intention we are like an airplane that is flying in the air but either doesn't know where it's going or it's not going towards the destinations. just going around. You know, like uh, some flies or mosquitoes, you know. Sometimes there seems to be no aim, yeah? Maybe actually they are better than us. Maybe they, are <laughs> they have aim we don't notice. Maybe they are looking for a hitless person to attack. <laughs> But imagine there is a plane in the air, the pilot has no aim. Just going around, what happens to this plane? So, it's very important that we have aim and good aim. First, aim for everything, be conscious. Second, have good aim in your action. You have a question? be made, hours so in the day do we consider as a good, uh, a good aim? Yeah. Um, so sometimes let's say we make intention to come, say, for study. Yeah. If intention has been made, does that, does that time in action con- is considered part of the aim? Yes. Not? Yes. If you have good intention for doing something and that intention remains throughout the action, then that is good part. For example I say I want to come to Jose to study my intention is sincere okay alhamdulillah one hour two hours is saved but your intention must be uh, saved to the extent that if someone asks you why you have come to Jose you can say that I have come for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now we go to a deeper level of discussion about niyyah. <laughs> ثُمَّ النِّيَّةُ تَبْدُو مِنَ الْقَلْبِ It's a very small sentence, brief, but very deep. tabdu تَبْدُو مِنَ الْقَلْبِ عَلَى قَدَرِ الصَّفَاءِ mar. Niyah emerges in the heart, okay, tabdu is different from tabda'u, tabdu means Tadha. emerge, okay, tabda means begins, but means tabdu means Tadha emerges from heart, so where can you see the Niyah of people? In their mind or in their heart? In their heart. Mind is not the place for Niyah. But niya appears in the heart proportionate to the clarity of their understanding. So Ma'rafah becomes very important. Ma'rifah is very much needed for having good intention. Because if you don't know what is good, what is bad and how much it is good and why you should do it, then you don't make niyyah of doing it. For example, if you don't know the significance of Salat, either you don't say your Salat or you, you say it just as a formality but if you have good understanding of salat and this understanding is pure in the sense that there is no confusion there is no doubt safa il what makes ma'rafa pure when it is not mixed with mistakes and doubts and confusion okay Unfortunately, sometimes some people instead of clarifying things for us, they confuse us. You listen to a lecture, a member or to go to a class. They just raise questions without clarifying things, mention their own personal opinions. And after the class, You are confused. You can speak for hours how you are confused. But what's the benefit? Sometimes they tell us, you know, write an essay. But about what? About how I am (laughs) confused? So that I confuse other people. Sometimes if you are able to confuse more people, you can pass the exam. This is not correct and alim is the one that when he gives a talk when he teaches after that people feel something at least one thing is clarified for them something is now settled in their heart some of their questions are answered yeah alim is the one that can quench your thirst someone who is not alim doesn't quench your thirst and doesn't also add to your thirst for your know, knowledge make you hate water <laughs> some people make you hate water why i should you know learn these things these are all now useless so safa is very important وَتَخْتَلِفُ عَلَى هسا... حَسَبْ اِخْتِلَافِ الْإِيمَانِ And in some versions Allah حَسَبْ اِخْتِلَافِ awqat But Iman seems to be Maybe more likely niya Is different Or you can say differs Based On Iman Iman is a stronger or weaker quickly shows itself in your Niyya. You know, there are things that you never make Niyya unless your Iman is strong. For example, sometimes you have to refrain from something which is very pleasurable or pleasing. Or sometimes you have to do something that is painful iman is the only one that can make you able to do this for example why i should give my own money especially when i am not very rich or you know when there is a time of uncertainty you know financial economy you know is not good why should i give money to other people why i should help them if you have Iman in the hereafter, then you give money. If you don't have Iman in the hereafter, is weak. You cannot do this because you think you are wasting, you are losing. Iman in the hereafter is the only way to convince yourself that you have to prefer pleasure of Allah over instant pleasure. It's not easy for someone who is not strong in Iman. Or a person who is, for example, suffering, doesn't want to do haram, and maybe there is no halal available. Iman, if he's strong, this person can survive. Wasahibun Niyatil Khalisa Nafsuhu Vahava Mahu Magahu Ratan Tahta Sultana Ta Adimilahita Ala Walhaya Amin. Very beautiful. The one who has sincere Niya. because he has great respect for allah and he has haya he has positive shame Uh, once i explained the meaning of haya that was it here or was it so the one who has respect for allah and haya this haya and respect for allah helps him to control his nafs and hawa. They are under control and defeated by him. Because he feels embarrassed to go after his own lower desires. To some extent, of course, haya with respect to people also is good. You know, for example, sometimes children don't do many bad things because they have Hayah with respect to the parents, if parents were not there, maybe they would have done them. Sometimes we have Hayah with respect to society. I don't do this in front of other people, but unfortunately, nowadays, haya is not something which is encouraged. actually, it's encouraged not to have Hayah. you know do what you like just. Don't get into trouble, I know, but Haya is a very a strong protection, because your nafs will calculate, am I going to do this, but lose my honor in the eyes of people, people start thinking badly about me, so you don't do it, you know, in an Islamic community or society what we need to do is that we have to do two things one is to make sure that in public no one does bad things it's not enough but this is just one step that at least when people come to the street they don't do bad things then the second thing that we have to do is to work on their internal protection system so that even when they are alone they don't do bad things. Especially many times if you are careful in home and in the public, for example, with your parents, you know, brothers, sisters, if you have Haya, outside you have Haya, then the moments that you are alone would be very little. But still, of course, it's not enough. Therefore, we have to strengthen taqwa. But I'm saying that many problems that happen, especially what is harmful to society, are things which happen in the public. And we have to make sure that first, we have clean public life. Haya is very important. huwa the one who has good intention is in trouble from what from his own nafs from his own appetite, lower desires what his nafs is pushing him to the temptations he is fitab. he's tired of the pressures inside but all people are comfortable you know there's a fire inside but he doesn't let this fire burn other people i Just remembered a story that uh, my late grandfather, you know, told us. May Allah, inshallah, forgive your Malhumid. He was not an alim, but he had spent most of his life in masjid and listening to ulama. So he had learned many things, you know. So uh, he said there was a kind of abid. Who used to live alone and doing lots of about uh, you know or maybe all them I don't remember details anyway was a pious person then some people to trouble him to I don't know damage him Uh, they sent a woman who was not very pious and not observing, you know, Hayah and hijab. Uh, in the middle of night to the home of this person, you know, asking for help, you know, I have no place, you know, I'm going uh, to remain on the street. So he had to help. Then that woman was their kind of agent. In the home it started also singing and these things too. Attract this pious person, and this person didn't pay any attention, and just was there was a you know fire that was making some light and was doing his abada or study. So in the morning, that woman, so it was useless; could not do anything. And said, you know, you didn't pay any attention to me and was You know uh, going to leave Then this man said But I have burnt all my fingers Because he was in order not to you know be persuaded by Haram. He was just burning his finger so that the pain would not let him you know Uh, Inclined towards haram so moments can be like this there's fire there's nafs but burns himself so that this fire doesn't come to the society some people you know say no why we need hijab why we need haya you know we are all civilized and educated you know why men and women cannot you know but it's not easy you know even Yusuf, Allah Allah says, "Hamma bihi wa hamma biha, an raa burhan How many of us have seen burhan of Allah Subhanahu? So why you think you are exception? We have to be very careful about these issues. So, the same is with power. You know. Desire for power, desire for money, desire for position, everything. So, He's in pressure, under pressure, He's in trouble from the temptations and pressure coming from inside. But, Al Nasum you know, we have in hadith from Imam Sadiq in Kafi that uh, among the characteristics of Mu'min says, It's similar to that. But this is not badanhu. It's his internal pain. It's not just physical pain. It's internal pain. Okay. So this is about intention what i want to mention at this point is this is an area that we have to invest a lot till end of our life we have to invest on sincerity of intention it's not enough that you are a believer It's not enough that even your cause is a good cause. Even it's not enough that you are working with good people. Suppose I am working with very pious people, sincere people. It's not benefiting me if my intention is not good. What can be better than being with the Prophet? Migrating from Mecca to Medina. But if your intention is not sincere, you are not benefiting from that we have to really examine our intention i think i told you this story of uh that when he was marja and he was going to travel to mashhad you know by car or was, whatever, but was no plane or was not common. So they were discussing how we should organize things that in every city people come and welcome. It's great marja. Ayatollah Abu said. I have never done anything for Marjahiyya, anything, to teach in order to become marja, to write or publish to become marja, to send muballighin to give shahri, you know, there are techniques, uh, you know, that if someone wants to become marja, they try to do these things artificially, maraja do these things naturally but some people do these things to become marja. so it's very important he says i have never done anything in my life to become marja." therefore he was hesitant to be given a special treatment of course we as Muqalladin, we as people who love our manager we should show maximum respect to them i'm not saying we should not escort them or welcome them What I'm saying, what is important is that he himself is not happy and has not done anything like that. When he was dying, there was a group of his students, ulama, you know, many of his students were themselves mushtahid. Some of them were even marja, but they had not. published the resala to respect so he was with them and they saw he's very sad so they started talking to him about his services that mashallah you have trained so many talabi you have you know revived hose. you have built you know lots of mattress as um, many things in hamburg you made masjid, <coughs> but he said purify your action <laughs> because the one who is going to examine them is very sharp so we have to work on this Uh, I don't know how much you uh, have yourself uh, you know understood this issue and it is also very sad for me to say this and inshallah i am mistaken But I can say, to find people who are really sincere is not easy. Inshallah I am wrong and Inshallah everyone is sincere or 90% of people are sincere. But as far as I can see myself and people like me, it's not easy to be sincere from Either this corner or that corner, impurities come. It's very difficult to be and to remain sincere. Maybe you are as as an unknown person sincere. But when you become famous, when you have followers, when, I don't know, you have influence, when you become powerful, influential, it's not easy. But i think even people who are not influential many times they are not sincere it's very rare quality In inshallah i am wrong but uh, i think it's something that really we have to work on it people that you can be sure that they have no uh, reason for action except pleasing allah subhanahu wa ta'ala nothing gives them energy except pleasing allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this is i think we have to work hard work a lot i would like to end with few lines of this uh, dua of months of rajab you know we have some duas which are recommended for every day in the months of rajab and one of them is this du'a from Imam Sadiq alayhi salam for every day. خاب الوافدون ala غيرك Imam Sadiq alayhi salam says to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and indeed he is teaching us also to say those who arrive to anyone other than you are disappointed. No matter to whom. If you go even to the nicest people, you don't get what you want. The only person for whom we should work, to whom we should take our hope is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. و المتعرضون إلا لك. Uh, if you want to understand the meaning of uh, متعرضون it means that for example suppose uh, you know you are walking on the street and a beggar comes and holds your hand it means that تعرض لك it means the the people that who come and ask you for help you know they uh, hold onto your hand or your dress you know and ask for help they expose them their needs to you whoever is asking someone else for help is losing why because of two things First, because they don't get what they want. Second, when you ask anyone other than Allah for help, you lose your honor. It's <laughs> Not only you are not going to gain, you are going to lose something more valuable. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is different. When you ask Allah for help, he respects you and even people respect you. you know anyone who is a beggar at the door of allah does he lose his honor actually everyone loves you know a beggar of allah everyone loves them but if you beg other people they don't respect you and other people also don't respect you. <laughs> And those who go to people other than you are lost. They have not reached their destination. And anyone who has had hope except in your <coughs> Graciousness has dried out. Uh, Means like a plant which is drying out has not been successful, has not been able to meet their needs. uh, Sorry, I say it very quickly, inshallah. In a few minutes, I finish. I don't want to take your time. It's interesting. The door of Allah is open for whom? Not for those who knock. Even for Raghabeen, <laughs> means those who are eager and go towards the house of Allah, the door is open. Just Go towards the door of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and take your haja to him. And your goodness or good which comes from you are given to those who need it, who want it. You know, whatever Allah has, you know, maybe this analogy helps you if you want to understand the way Allah has His treasures. You know, sometimes I have something hidden in my safe and people ask for help. It's difficult for me to go and open my, you know, safe and bring something that I have, you know, saved it for myself. Yeah, it's very difficult for me i have to go to maybe basement you know there is a place that i have you know hidden you know and i have a safe you know to unlock and you know it's difficult allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not like this allah subhanahu wa ta'ala whatever he has are all wrapped in the gift you know paper ready next to the door just waiting for people to come and give it's a big difference and your father is given to the people who ask just they have to ask even they don't need to pay for it you know we say in the other dua this part it's about the people that just because of asking they receive. Sometimes you have to do something. Man, you tell bil but yaman man It's just you ask, Allah will give you. And it is fazl. I have explained the meaning of fazl uh, before in some places. That fazl is unexpected good. It's so much that beyond your expectation and your uh, generosity, your uh, giving is for the people who have hope, you know, a generous person, if you tell him, you know, please uh, refer to your heart and fetra, if there is a very generous person, kind person. You have not done anything for him. Okay? And even he doesn't know you. But if you tell him and you say, you know, I have come all the way because I have hope in you. He feels very bad to disappoint you. Yeah? Just, just you say, I have come with hope. Are you going to disappoint me? <laughs> it's impossible that Karim refuses people who have hope in him. your sustenance is a spread for the people who disobey you. When it comes to physical sustenance and general even guidance, it's given to those who obey or disobey. Your forbearance and patience, are not defeated by your enemies it's not that enemies of allah can make him impatient indeed his helm nawak. his helm goes and catch them means they cannot run away from his helm very beautiful yeah that to your habit is to be kind to the people who do bad things how long Allah has had this habit from beginning of man- history of mankind this is his habit he is doing good even to people who do bad to him this is his other And unfortunately, we have taken advantage of this habit of Allah subhanahu wa taala. And your manner, your path, your you know style is that whoever is fighting you, you let him carry on. I tell you, this is based on my understanding, Allah would never destroy in dunya someone just because he's kafir or just because he's mushrik, someone who denies Allah. If it is just this, he's not destroying them. Who is worse than shaitan? Allah didn't destroy him. Yes, if someone is doing, doing zulm to people and Goes beyond certain limits, in dunya they will be destroyed. But just for kuf and shirk and denial of Allah, he is patient. He leaves them carry on. Maybe one day they realize. Allahumma fahdini hudal muhtadeen. Please guide me. What type of guidance? guidance of the people who are guided means i want to be included in the circle of guided people not only one time guidance is going to help me you know i don't want only one guidance today i want to be upgraded to be put in the circle of muhtadin, the people who are guided in their entire life i know that i have to work hard but please you also help me i try to be working hard but please you also grant me this power that i work hard and please do not make me one of those people who are heedless and therefore they are sent away sent back because as long as you are zakir you go closer zikr takes you closer inni as soon as you become heedless you go down now imagine like for example a person who is trying to climb a mountain what gives energy is zikr when you become hitless you drop you fall <coughs> and please forgive me not just for this scene or that scene please forgive me On the day of judgment means when my all deeds are judged i want that final forgiveness that's comprehensive forgiveness if allah forgives me today but tomorrow i commit sin it's not enough so i want that complete and final forgiveness on the day of judgment These du'as are very helpful in reminding ourselves and uh, teaching ourselves that you have to put your, you know, energy in improving your relation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We can have lots of tragedies outside. Lots of problems and challenges outside. But the success comes from inside. The success comes from your relation with Allah. Subhanahu. Wa ta'ala. If you have this, that is not going to stop you. If you don't have this, what you have? Suppose you don't have problems outside. If you have lost your relation with Allah, First of all, nothing is going to help you. Plus, normally people who don't have this connection, they do more harm than good. They cannot do that much good to people. So, we pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in these months of Rajab to help all of us to understand very clearly how much we need Him. How much we rely on Him, how much we depend on Him, so that from now on, we plan our life in a different way. We plan it in the way that servants of Allah who seek His face plan their life, inshaAllah. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alamin. Oh. Allah. No, you do no...